This is the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Justin Oswald underscore. With me is Brad Livingston. What up, guys? It's uh, good to be here. Super excited. Um, excited about this episode. Excited about the whole thing, man. Um, we've coming at you a few days late. We have been at late. the ARC Conference in Birmingham, Alabama. Justin. Yes, we have. Was it amazing? It was really amazing. You know, it's been a long couple of days. We left Sunday afternoon, made the trip to Birmingham, and <clears throat> um, got back yesterday uh, about lunchtime. And yesterday was Thursday. Today's Friday. So uh, it's been a long couple of days. It was not a uh, restful vacation. Um, <laughs> right. You know, how uh, many church services did we sit in? Uh, well, Official, officially six. Uh, yeah, something like that. It yeah. was a lot. It was a lot, and but phenomenal. So re- so refreshing uh, from a spiritual perspective. You know, the Art Conference is Art is the Association of Related Churches. Um, it's an organization we uh, partner with and belong to. Um, you got some heavy hitters. There's a the the lead team of the of the organization is some of your big uh you know Church of the Highlands is heavily involved. Celebration Church out of Jacksonville, Sea Coast, the you know uh, Rick and Randy Bazette. Um, mm-hmm. what are some other ones? Um, uh, yeah, they've got the uh, and then they've got uh, Greg Surratt. Greg Surratt, yeah. Dino Rizzo, um, formerly uh, of the Healing Place, right. now is, is is at um, Church of the Highlands. He's the executive director, so it is a church planning organization. Right. Um, and that's the organization we partner with and use here at Transformation Church as far as our national missions. Uh, all of our missions are are divvied up uh, local, national, global, uh, things like that. And uh, ARC is, is how we, um, you know, we disperse some of our national missions funds um, and we plant churches. They, yeah. plant, they plant life-giving churches. What they plant, they said 120 last year. 120 last year, we're aim- they're aiming for another, it's only between 120, 140 this year is the goal. Um, and we're on track for that, which is exciting, man. I mean, listen, you know, the local church is still the hope of the world because, you know, when Christ sent out his disciples, he sent them out to to make disciples. You know, the, the Great Commission, you know what I mean? Like, obviously we preach the gospel, we make disciples, and that's going to happen in a local, local church context. Therefore, uh, planting churches is so important. Um, and it's important to us, but here's what we realized a while back, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're officially started in 2013, you know, um, so we're five years old and, um, you know, and we, I would love to have 20 campuses by now, but you know, that's just not currently where the Lord has us, but we're able to partner with a network where, uh, like ARC and an organization like ARC, um, where we've been able to be a part of last year, 120 life giving Jesus proclaiming churches um, and seeing it launched in the United States. And that for me as a pastor is exciting. Um, and we get to celebrate with that. As a matter of fact, we're going to, um, we're going to be communicating even more of that in the future in regards to um, putting it in front of our people and, and vision casting. So we're just super excited and, and yeah. uh, coming off the art conference is great. And here's something to note, the art, the, the arc organization has a 93% success rate on the churches they plant. Um, right. where, where beforehand, you know, the, they said that the best number they could find up to that point was a 20% success rate of, of church plants. Right. Um, just in kind of our, you know, post-Christian culture that we're in, but you know, 120 churches planted, 93, um, percent or, or so are at least still going and rocking. And, but here, uh, but here's the reality that we have to realize too, even with that, 
You know, um, what most people don't understand and what most believers don't know, the information that most of them don't have, is that 4,000 churches are being started every year in the United States of America. 4,000. 7,000 churches are closing their doors every year in America. So we're not even at, we're, we're just over half. Net loss still. So yeah, we, we just have a lot of work to do. And so we're excited to be part of an organization that, where the churches aren't closing, they're opening, where they're, um, you know, where people are being transformed by the gospel. You know, they're not yacht clubs. They're not uh, private golf clubs. These are um, churches that are seeking to uh, to save and see the gospel go uh, and, and then make disciples. So it's just awesome. And we're excited yeah. to be a part of such a such an organization. Shout out to to. Uh, Pastor Chris uh, Hodges and Dino Rizzo, and if any of you guys ever come across this podcast, you know I'd love to love to. We'll probably tag you guys in something so you can guys can check it out. But all the I mean, shout out to all all of the um, church planners and visionaries that are setting the stage for such a move of God. Uh, it's so exciting to know that churches are out there doing this and that we get to be a part of it. It's super. Yeah, awesome. and that was what was great about the conferences. You know, you got three thousand pastors and church planners and everyone's there to just be encouraged and everyone's on the same team and you know you build friendships and start connecting with people you're sitting around and and they have breakout app sessions and all these things which is great and we heard some phenomenal speakers um let's just so so um chris hodges taught tuesday night Um, one of the most gifted communicators of our generation arguably like, not just communicators leader as a whole but the true the way he communicates from a, a teacher's heart at least in that in that uh, arena the other night was fantastic um wednesday was non-stop so Golly, wednesday was nuts. miles mcpherson miles uh, listen if you're listening right now you need to go find miles mcpherson and you need to follow him on Twitter and f- like look up his church, his books, everything. Yeah, the Rock Church in San Diego. He is, um, he's a black guy, um, and he spoke for I don't know twenty five thirty minutes on this uh, on the on the the race, um, kind of what's happening in our culture right now with the, the racial race diversity. Stuff. Yeah, and it was so powerful. It was so good. Uh, loved it. Loved it. Uh, it was it was incredible. And then. Um, Carl Lentz, Hillsong, New York, who is top two. Him and Judas Smith are my, are, uh, I listen to a lot. I love their messages. I've never heard of this Carl Lentz before. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Car- just kidding. I'm Carl totally. Lentz, uh, Hills- <laughs> Hillsong, New York was there and he didn't preach. He sat on a stool with Dino Rizzo and they just kind of, uh, they talked um, and it was, it was a different context uh, that, that you normally see Carl Lentz in. Phenomenal. Uh, and then John Gray preached. John Gray. John Gray. Listen, I was impressed by John Gray. We talked about this afterward. I had yep. an expectation, um, and he went so far and beyond my expectation. And my expectation was high, but I was just so yeah. impressed by John Gray. Yeah, it was so good. I, I've heard him before, um, just you know, YouTube or podcast, whatever. You've, I've heard his sermons before, so I was expecting something good. I wasn't expecting that. Right. It was so it was so good. Yeah. And so all of you that are listening on here, um, you can be totally jealous that you weren't there. It's, uh, you know, oh, it's, it's, it's fine. Completely. Um, but no, it was awesome. And so we, we are, that is why we're coming at you a few days late with uh, this don't podcast. Don't forget Brian Houston. Then, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Brian <laughs> How Houston. How could we forget? Hill, Hillsong. Brian Houston, pastor of Hillsong, founder of Hillsong in Australia, uh, at least to the extent we know it as. Um, man, he, he, he closed out the whole conference, uh, Wednesday night, Wednesday, Wednesday night. night. Yeah. Um, it was great. It was, it was an awesome time. I was ready to, I was glad to be home and sleep in my own bed. 
Uh, I don't think me and Brad have spent the that many continuous hours together. Uh, I think, what was it from Sunday about th- four o'clock? Sunday to four o'clock. Twelve to yesterday. Twelve Thursday. Twelve o'clock Thursday. Uh, um, yeah. He was probably he was probably tired of me. Um, no, it, I was ready to get into my own bed. That's for I sure. I was definitely ready to get my own um, bed. But no, you know, I think that's what's that's a cool thing. Um, even about what we do is it's, you know, I don't ever feel like I come to work every day. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you get irritated with the people you work with and I, I don't feel like I come to work every day. I, I feel like I get to hang out with some of my best friends every day. Um, and we no. get to go on a mission together. Um, and that's to save lost people and, and to rescue, um, and to disciple and to encourage and equip and, um, and all of those things. And so to me, you know, it's just, it, it's not a day. Plus, I mean, me and Justin known each other since we were 12. So, um, you know, we've we shout got out Dreamland, Dreamland skating, skating rink. rink uh, for, so from back then, uh, we've been hanging out, and so we've known each other for a long time. But no, it's uh, it was so good, and even shout out to Pastor Michael Montgomery uh, who was with us. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Michael, he got, he got to go with us from Pursue Life, Pur- Pursue uh, Life Church here in Pensacola. He, yeah, he he tagged along and um, great, great, we had a great time with him getting to know. I've no, I, I met him just a, a couple months ago, right? Um, but we got to spend a lot of time with him. We probably, I think, we had every meal with him. Yeah. Um, just great guy. What he's doing here in our in our city with his church. Um, it was a great time. It was. A great you, time. you learn a lot about a guy when when you eat with him, especially at Cheesecake Factory. Oh, Come on, somebody listen. listen. Cheesecake. Hashtag Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> like, listen, Cheesecake Factory is doing something very important in our in our culture right now. They're making cheesecake. Listen, I would have ate there every day that we were there. We ate there twice. Um, not twice a day, but twice on twice the whole trip. Twice the whole trip. And and. No judgment. No judgment. If you're a pasta lover, as I come am, come on, somebody. Their pasta is fantastic. Um, and I always gotta give them this little shout out. Of course, their cheesecake is phenomenal, right? Like, who doesn't love ch- good cheesecake? And it's phenomenal. However, if you're not in the mood for cheesecake, and don't you start want with me dessert- with this. Do not start yes, with sir. me about this. If you're not in the mood oh, for cheesecake, gosh. they have a strawberry shortcake dessert that is out of this world you tasted it and you know it's good it's not actually cake it's like these biscuit things with ice cream on top whipped creams fresh drop is amazing so we ate there twice um michael was with us we ate at chewy's uh tad overrated not gonna lie um we ate at puff chang's pf chang's yeah and then you know that's just a P.F. Chang's is P.F. Chang's. It's okay, but yeah, I, I, I just, the, I, st- it's I mean, the podcast about. No, I've eaten there three times, and I just can't. I don't know. I it's no mm, offense. Now, if P.F. Chang's meh. wants to sponsor us or something, I will change my tone. I will shout out yeah, P.F. Chang's to the rooftops. Nah, Y'all have no idea. So it was good. We we got to spend a lot of time with Michael Montgomery, um, Pursue Life Church, and I think we're gonna have him on as a guest at some point in the future on our podcast. Um, just. Keep 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 up on, on the real talk podcast. Um, yeah yeah yeah. So uh so yeah that, that that was good. So let's move on. Uh Sunday we were in part two of the real talk series that we're in as a church. Man, this series been really good. Um and, and the the whole the whole uh, kind of the the concept of part two was faith is greater than doubt. And uh let's get into that a little bit. Yeah man. So we you know we we uh, on Sunday, um. You know, we got to do some a little bit of an interaction thing on Sunday with um, this idea of setting the record straight, right? And so, kind of the what we were playing off of is this idea that you have to use faith to overcome your doubt. You have to use faith to overcome your doubt. But where do we get weight? Where do we get faith from? You know, and I think a lot of people. Um, read self-help books and they they read you know you're gonna have your your best life or whatever and, and they they derive faith 
from encouragement. But faith can't come from encouragement. And what we looked at is how to overcome our doubt using our faith, but using our faith where it should be coming from, which is uh, through the scripture. And so we talked about four big lies uh, or four big areas that we wanted to show you. Um, and we looked at kind of some of the doubt and the lies that comes from that. Um, and then after each one, you know, we said, we're going to set the record straight, you know. Um, and so we started off with Psalms 41 through three and in, in the, the scripture, the long and short of it says, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. He turned to me. He heard my cry. He lifted me up out of the pit of despair, uh, out of the mud, out of the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and he steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. And so Psalms, you know, we see David writing here in Psalms, you know, just typical for David, you know, just talking about an encouraging letter, almost a worshipful type of um, adoration towards the Lord, um, which led us into our four areas. Now, this is something I didn't get, you know, we just ran out of time on Sunday. I didn't, what I didn't get to do is go back to Psalms 40. Um, and so I'm, I'm actually gonna do this on the podcast. And, and so at the end, we're going to come back to Psalms 40 and I, I kind of want to show a breakdown of, uh, what we see the Lord doing and what David is communicating Psalms 41 through three. So, um, but anyway, so we get it, let's get into the four points from Sunday, uh, that we kind of, uh, jumped into. Yeah. First point was, uh, God's pursuit of me. Yeah. So we talked about that God is in a pursuit of us, that he loves us, that he is for us, um, but that he's not just in a pursuit of us to save us and let us be to our own, kind of just let us float around, but that he genuinely wants to know us um, and is in a constant pursuit of us with grace. Now, what I what we also communicated on Sunday is not from a standpoint of like, you know, making everything about me. And that's what even I thought it was funny. Chris Hodges hit on that when we had the art conference about how like the worship industry, the worship movement has started making all the worship about me, like how awesome I am and how, you know, me and how I feel and how the worship, you know, like we've kind of we've made worship an inward thing, but really turning that back outward focus and and saying that um, that man worship is about the Lord and we should be looking to the Lord. God's pursuit after me is to save you or save me, rescue me, renovate me so that I can then make everything about him, you know, but we tend to stop before that part. So, right. um, but the, the lie, uh, you know, the doubt that enters our mind sometimes, um, is that what we've done and what we've gone through in life has stopped God from wanting to come after me. You know, the lie is that God, you know, like, man, you know, we've heard about so many times, you know, as pastors, like, man, I've just done too much. I've gone too far. Like I've done too many of the wrong things. There's no way that, you know, the Lord wants to come after me. And so we're like, no, we need to set the record straight right. here um, because the doubt says that, um, but we have to use faith. And so when faith, but we don't, again, we don't use faith as encouragement. We don't use faith coming from encouragement or a book we read. We use faith coming straight out of the scripture. Um, and so that, that sent us over to Psalms, uh, check out Justin, what is Psalm 139, seven through eight? Where do I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. And so, yeah, like we see again, David talking here and he's saying like, it doesn't matter where you go. Like God is in a pursuit after me. And so, um, if I, again, like, where can I go from presence? If I go to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, the deepest part of my life, God is going to come get me there. Um, and cause he has a pursuit after us. He has a desire to know us, right. you know, uh, which is so huge. 
Yeah, that's so, good. Um, and then we read Romans 8, Paul's talking there, and he says that, he says, I'm convinced that neither death nor life, angels nor demons, neither our fears of today, our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So it's huge, man, that we recognize yeah. that God is in this constant pursuit after us. Um, and it doesn't matter where we go. And, you know, and I think that the I think that one of the enemy's biggest tricks against us is to convince us that uh, it's, it's not to convince us that we're not saved. It's not to convince. I, I think it's just to convince us that that we've gone too far. We've strayed too far off the path that, you know, that God's not. But, you know, like leaves the, leaves the 99 for the one. You That's know what right. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So um, so huge. So huge. So next point, what do we got? Uh, God's promise to me. Uh, yeah, God's promise to me. And so the doubt here that we see um, is that I can't handle whatever I'm going through. Like I'm all alone. Um, I'll never be able to beat whatever it is that we're coming up against. Uh, and in life, like there's always going to be struggles, always going to be pain, always going to be hardships. And I don't mean that from a negative connotation. I'm just saying that like, like when the, even the Bible says like we're not exempt from trouble. Like we're going to go through it, you know, but God's promise is that he's going to carry us through it. Not that we're going to be left alone through it. Right. And so the doubt is that I can't handle it. I'm all alone. I'll never be able to beat it. Um, but, you know, again, we're going to have to set the record straight. And our faith says, right, that uh, that that is not the case. Matter of fact, it says in Deuteronomy 31, 6, uh, God promises us. He says, be strong and courageous. That's our part. Right. Strong, and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified uh, for the Lord, your God goes with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And that's a promise. That's what our faith can tap into. Again, we're not tapping into the faith that, you know, like from some book, some random, whatever, like, no, 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 it's happened to the truth. The Bible is truth. Like the Bible is the living word. And it tells us he's never going to leave us nor forsake us. Now we may feel like that's not always the case. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, man. <laughs> like, like life may come at us sideways and we may feel like we're losing. We may feel like God's not there. You know what I mean? Even Job went through that. Yeah, man. It's so fitting that scripture. I just finished this morning. Finally finished that book. I've been reading the, uh, Carlos, Carlos Whitaker. Is that his last name? Sure, the, uh, yeah. Carlos Whitaker. The, the, the kill the spider book. Oh, oh my God. So listen, everyone go out, go to Amazon right now. Like pull your car over if you're driving, get out your laptop, do it on your phone, and you need to get Carlos Whitaker's Kill, Kill the Spider. Spider. Listen, Great book. This book is absolutely phenomenal. And I've been reading it for several months. Of course, I've been reading it really slow, and then like, you know, I didn't read it while I was gone this week at the conference and all that. So but I finally came this this morning. I I read the last three chapters and like what he does in this book where I don't want to, you know, it's like spoilers here, but what he does and killing his spider and just that, that kind of, he speaks to that. You feel alone. It's like God's left. You, you feel like he's not around when you're going through your stuff. And, right. you know, really he, he's never left. He right. never left you. You know, it's just, uh, you have to not only, you have to address that. You have to address the, the, the lie that you're believing. Right. That he's not there. You have right. to address it. Um, but man, that I mean, literally that scripture. Uh, he I don't know that he used that scripture in the book, but that is exactly what he was talking about. Those last couple of chapters, phenomenal. Yeah, it's so huge, man. And I, and I even like, man, what you know, what what I'm going through currently in life, and um, 
you know, even, even, you know, I know for Jabin, for us, it's such a public thing. We deal with it constantly, but I know about you in your personal life yeah. are navigating through some things where, you know what I mean? Like there, I'm, you, I'm sure you have questions and you're looking at God like, Hey, I, oh, yeah, know, yeah, you know, I really yeah. need you to, to well, help me you, through this. And, well, because you think that you think that it's one way until it's not right. You know, or you, you're, you're in a position where you think you're walking God's plan and uh, things, God's plan for your life is all falling into place. And then it's not right. And then it's like, did, did I miss it God? Or is it, uh, you know, that, flawed people got in the way of this divine plan Mm -hmm. and regardless it's still not the it's still not happening the way you thought it was so you're having to re-navigate and re-figure out and you know ultimately i believe that god's plan will come to come to pass um it's just you know his ways are higher than higher than ours and and all these things it's trying to figure out or was it god's plan all along or was it not you know and that's all the things you have to you have to wrestle with in your mind and right in right. that is where I think people have a hard time. You yeah. know, even 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 like us. I mean surely you have bad days and good days with Jaden. You know, where some days you feel like you're trusting God and there's days when you're probably having a hard time trusting God. You well, know? yeah. And here's here's what, you know, that I'm learning through this whole journey. You know, first of all, I didn't sign up for it. Like let's you know like yeah. everyone in life, sometimes people in life feel sorry for themselves. And it's like, well, listen, none of us signed up for this. You know, I didn't put my name on. I put my name on the list. It said, God, use me. But I had no idea that that list also meant persecution. And you look when you look at the greatest heroes of our faith, then you see their struggle. So uh, let's we could start at the top. Let's talk about Jesus. He got crucified on a cross, folks. Like his best best friend, one of his 12, betrayed him for money. Like anything that we're going through in life like we see a connection to our heroes paul like man bit by a snake shipwrecked like prison, prison. like you know yeah. all that job you know what i mean not necessarily hero of the faith but i think a lot of people can connect with this story like came home one day everything was fine came home one day and everything had gone to nuts like it was just crazy like so as we look at that you know i never put my name on the list to have to navigate areas of my life that i'm going through right now but I did put my name on the list to say, God, use me. And through yeah. the areas that he's leading me through, he's strengthening me. He's sustaining me. He's He's showing me what faith really looks like, you know, um, and he's 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 doing things in my life that I would not have learned how to navigate otherwise. Therefore, my ministry to people who are in these same arenas of life or just in a hopeless place is increased. So I'm being increased as I'm being decreased, but it's coming because he's sustaining me. And I think for a lot of people, man, we have to recognize that we only pay attention to the decrease, but we don't, we never give God what he sh- what he deserves. And we never give God the attention that in my decrease, that is when he can increase in me, you know? Well, and then you, you get people, I think it's natural in our flawed state as humans in those situations to, you know, the, the, what you deserve, God, I don't deserve this. Now, obviously you don't, you like going back to using you personally, you don't deserve. And your son definitely doesn't deserve, uh, the situation, the, 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 but you have to go to, or like, we'll get off of your situation. I hate using, I, I hate you. Yeah, I, know, I hear you. Um, but, uh, but like me, I could sit, sit back and say, well, you know, God, I don't deserve this, but. You gotta be real careful with that, yeah. Because 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 the truth is, we deserve a lot worse. We don't deserve anything, right? Come like, on, yeah, 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 yeah. So, exactly. So it's like uh, we we say, God, even on the bad days, like I don't deserve this. I don't deserve 
Let's, no, let's talk about faithful. what we deserve for a second. I, yeah, I've <laughs> been faithful. I tithe. Da, 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 da. I don't deserve this, God. What are you doing? And like, really, it's like yeah. I, I don't deserve. I don't deserve anything. Like yeah. the only thing I deserve, it's not good. Yeah, that's yeah. A, we, like let's talk about what we do deserve. You know, what I mean, we want to if we want to go there. Like, so I do deserve an eternity in hell for the sin in my life that Jesus freely saved me from. Right. Like, so I do deserve hell. I do deserve eternal damnation. I do deserve an eternal separation from the God that we're talking to when we're complaining. Like we do deserve all these, all these things. Um, but in his grace and his mercy, not only has he saved us from that, but he's also given us uh, eternal life in Christ. But then he's also shown himself to be such a blessing to our life. And here's the thing. We can all look at areas of our life and go, man, like I totally don't deserve this and I can't believe this is happening. But the overall, like if you are in America, like if you live here in America, Oh, you're got it good. You're not living in a TP. I listen, I get it here in the United States. Everything is not what we've always said it was. First of all, especially referencing our minority brothers and sisters and stuff like that. I get it. It is not everything that we've always said it was. I get that. It's not perfect, but here's the deal. If you're living under a roof, and you're eating something tonight, you're blessed. Are you where you want to be? Maybe not, but you're blessed. Like we're not living in a teepee. We're not living in a hut. You know what I mean? Like I've been to third world countries. Like I've seen the starving babies. Like, so we're, we're blessed here. Are we, are we everywhere? Are where we want to be? No. Are we, have we accomplished all we need to accomplish in regards to society and culture uh, and justice? No, but we're blessed. Yeah. And it's like, I can, I can talk about what I think I deserve and get frustrated with God. But there are times like I have it, I have it really good. Like, right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to deny that one bit. Like, and uh, like, I have it good. I haven't, I haven't made, you know, yep. li- life, <clears throat> excuse me. Life is really good. I say life is good to me. And I threw that in quotes. I mean, it's not life. It's God's good to me. Come on. Um, yeah. You know, but even through times where, like you said, navigating, navigating points in my, in my life that I wish I didn't have to. Um, but man, God's still good. Like, I've just, I was blessed financially recently, you know, when he wasn't like humongous, but it was like just unexpected, like little things like that go a long way. And it's like, yeah, like yeah. I don't, I can say I don't deserve it, but you know, I still see God's hand in my life, you know? And it's like, yeah, I, I can, I, so I, I'm one of those people. I, I don't get too down too long. I fully believe that whatever happens is going to be uh, incredible in my life. You know, God's going to do something through it, man. Yeah. Like I'm still going to wake up tomorrow and be, um, you know, I'm be, I always joke around. I'm still gonna wake up tomorrow and be awesome. What, only, <laughs> only because God, only because God's right. awesome. Because you know, God's like, awesome. Yeah, yeah, God's awesome. Like, so I can like get, I can, I can spend the rest of the day down uh, in the dumps, depressed, questioning God, questioning His plan, questioning His will for my life. But at the end of the day, right. when it's all said and done, like I still have it pretty good. Um, and I still see his hand on me and I'm still going to wake up tomorrow and be awesome because, because he is, because he's awesome. Uh, yeah. Because he's awesome. I mean, uh, I don't think you said this when you were going through your little spiel on, uh, you know, God's promise to me. I wrote this down, uh, a little quote that you had Sunday uh-huh. was, was our circumstances do not dictate God's proximity. Yeah. You know? And it's like, cause better we're talking about like what I'm going through doesn't 
determined of God's present or not. Yeah, his his closeness to us doesn't change because our circumstances have. Right. Yeah, and that's that that's huge. Yeah, that was a that was a total God moment right there because I uh, that's not in my notes. But um, yeah, like our closeness to God is or our our circumstances doesn't determine that. I think that's just huge, man. And and here's the deal: I think there's something to be said for faithfulness. You know what I mean? Like, are, do you serve the Lord? Are you faithful to the Lord when everything's going good, but then you go, you know, you go a wall when things get rough? There's something to faithfulness. Like, the Lord yeah, is going like, to test our faithfulness. Well, Christianity, like this, this Burger King Jesus, like you, ro- you roll up, right? Order it the way you want it, right? You know, have it, it your way. Have it your way. You know, my pleasure, Chick Fil A. You know, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Shout out Chick Fil A. Shout out Chick Fil A because they they sustain me. Through the constantly yes yeah yeah yeah. so i'm not trying to diss them but um like this this consumer american culture 100 that that we're in though we i think i love i love everything about where we're at in that regard sure until you apply to the church (laughs) and and are we not guilty but it's like have it your way you know it's it's um when God gives me this, when he blesses me, when he does this, you know, leave that, leave the, hold the pickle, you know, you know, right. that, then it's, yeah, but, I don't want the sour stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want the hard stuff. But man, the minute, in the minute you get, you get your order, quote, your proverbial order. Right. And you bite in that pickles there. Like, oh, you oh, lose your mind in the car. I can't believe you would put this pickle yeah, on. You I can't lo- believe you would walk you, me through this. You lose your mind in the car. Yeah. And I, there's something to be said to faithfulness in that regard where it's like, Man, we we have to be faithful when the things that we didn't order still come on our metaphorical sandwich. We have to be faithful yeah. that our you know that the Lord is going to put what's best for us. Like <laughs> like you know we have to be faithful in that. Um, you know, and so you might be you might still now be praying for something that you were praying for, for ten years ago. Maybe it's for one of your kids to get saved. Maybe it's for a job you've been looking for. Maybe, you know, whatever it is, maybe you, you're still sitting here like, man, I think God just forgot. No, he just, you haven't gotten to where he wants to get you yet in the areas that you're currently in. You know, I remember my dad used to come to me. I was working at a local store around here making terrible money. I mean, I was like 19, so it was what it was, but I wasn't making good money. And I knew a pastor came to me one time and, and, uh, my dad, sat down because he was in dad mode not pastor mode mm-hmm. and uh he came to me and he said you need to quit where you're at you need what you need to go find another job and then you need to quit where you're at because you, you need to get a different job uh he said they're not paying you what you're worth and i said I, I agree with you i said but um i just feel like the lord like he has something else he's doing with me here and he's not finished yet and then lo and behold like you know we get to i get to talk to one of my coworkers and and um, he ends up giving his life to the Lord, my coworker. Um, and right after that, almost immediately after that, God just put peace in my heart and said, okay, you're done. And it was like the whole, my whole three years there had nothing to do with making a paycheck, had nothing to do with, you know, what I was doing. Had every, it was yeah. just that person. And once that person, once I accomplished the mission for that person, then God moved me on to the next thing. So anyone that's out there, like maybe you're looking for a new job, maybe you're looking and you're just like, God, I can't find the thing I'm looking for. Well, I, I think there's something to faithfulness where you're at, you know? And so we need to, not to say that we're not faithful, but I think sometimes we just get caught up in the complaining and forget about the mission. And so I just want to encourage you out there, like, man, be faithful to the mission, be faithful to what God's got you doing. Well, and, uh, and serve, sometimes you know? I think as Christians, we need to have not in a, not the word in my mind is be content, but, not necessarily i know contentment can be like a danger to success sometimes you know 
sometimes people get too content. Um, but I think because of this, where we're at, we're always striving to for like more, for better, for right. you know. And sometimes there's something to maybe contentment would be the secular word to go along with the faithful word you're using. You, sure. you know, um, just sometimes it's like in that in your in your instance, you know, using that job. And, yeah. You could you were worth more money and you could have went and got more money, but you were content because you were faithful. Well, yeah, and here's the thing, you know, and, and uh, you know, Mr. Smith out there that or Mrs. Smith out there that's listening that we're talking to right now, maybe this maybe what we're talking about is is we're hitting you where you're at. Here's the deal. You know, your faithfulness there is gonna dictate the height of your next position. Like where you how you serve the Lord. When you're faithful with the little, he'll give you he'll make you rulers over much. Like, man, that's that's the word of God. And so, um, and we have to continue to be faithful. But here's the question I have, you know, Justin, and and it's one of those things like obviously we can always give the over spiritual answer, but you know, if we never took if we never accomplished the things that in our life we always thought we would have got that we would have accomplished, if our goal was to be a six figure earner and to have this house, this car, et cetera, and we never accomplished that. But when we stood in front of God, he said, well done, my good and faithful servant. And and he said that we accomplished every single thing that he wanted us to accomplish. Would we be successful? I yeah. yeah, the obvious answer for us is yes. But do we live our life that way? And I think that's just something for all of our listeners and, and us to be in a constant evaluation. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, the answer, the spiritual answer to that we obviously know is yes. But do we live our life that way? Are we constantly chasing the thing that God never told us we could have? Mm-hmm. And we dictate our success based on whether or not we achieve it. Uh, and so I just, man, just for everyone out there, you know, God has a promise to you. He's never going to leave you and forsake you. You know what I mean? But there's no reason to intentionally jump into the deep end of the pool either. So it's like, yeah, you know, so like, man, listen to the lifeguard. Like, be aware of what he's saying. When he tells you not to jump in that area, don't jump in the area. Even if it does lead to the thing that you thought you wanted, Man, we just need to listen to the Lord and be faithful what he's calling us to. I think that's just huge. Yeah, man. So uh, let's keep moving. Um, you know, one, one of the phrases in reference to, um, you know, to the idea that God has a promise to us is, uh, I'm not strong enough. You know, and it's like, never in the Bible did he say that we had to be strong enough. You know what I mean? He told us, be strong and courageous, but he didn't say he had to be strong enough. Like, he's strong for us, right? And Second Corinthians 12, he's weak when we're strong. I mean, uh, he's strong when we're weak. We all know that. So let's move on to point number three. Justin, what do you got? Point number three, God's plan for my, f- f- God's plan for me. God's plan for me. And that's, uh, here's the deal. Everyone out there, listen, God has a plan for you. He hasn't forgot you. He hasn't forsaken you. He hasn't left you. He has a plan for you. His plan, uh, as we know, Jeremiah 29, 11 says that for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. Yep. Now we talked about that he says it's plans to prosper you. I'm not talking about give you a boat. He's not talking about giving you a Maserati or, you know, a 5,000 square foot house. You know what I mean? He's not talking about giving you those things. His plan is to prosper the purpose in you, right? So it's to, to give you a life that when you reflect on it, it was prosperous, you know, but not to prosper us necessarily in the ways that we think. But hey, it could be. He may give you the yacht. He may give you the Maserati. He may give you the house. We don't know what God's going to like. We don't control that. What I'm saying is we don't look for material things from an eternal God. Mm-hmm. We look for eternal things from an eternal God. And so, um, and we need to constantly looking at what the Lord wants to do 
in that because the lies are going to come and the lies are going to tell us that God can't use me. He can't use my story. What I've gone through only leads to shame. It has no meaning, but no, 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 no. He has a plan for you. Like he wants to use your life, you know, um, which is huge. Yeah. And the, 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 the talk of, you know, he wants to use your life. He wants to use your story. And the, you, you talked about Sunday in the message about, uh, the enemy convincing people that their story is unique. You know, they're the only ones who's dealing with something, dealing with that issue, you know, and then what I wrote down that you had said was, you know, our sinful story isn't unique. Our redemptive story is right. You know, so like going back to me and you, we talk, you know, navigating things in our life. Like, sure. You're not the only person dealing with what you're dealing with. No, we're not. You know, um, I'm not the only person dealing with what I'm dealing with. Like, that's not unique. It's like it, it. there's countless people, you mm-hmm. know, and which, which leads to like, even me or, you know, I lost a job one time, you know, year it's been back 2010. I was laid off. You know, there was a point I was like, Lord, what am I going to do? You know, but in that, I almost felt guilty <laughs> praying for certain things. I was like, you know, there's people way worse than right. least that, like got away worse than me. You know, like I'm praying that my cell phone bill is going to get paid next month. And there's people like living in their car, you know, so sure, it's like, sure. um, you but know, at the same time, I think that's okay. Yeah, it, sure. You but know what I'm but like, it, there's a, there's a point. It's like, the, I'm not, you do I'm feel not silly. Special. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You feel silly. It's like, Lord, you know, so yeah, it's just, but my story's not unique. Like what I'm doing isn't mm. unique. It's, it, it sucks sometimes, you know, it can be, sure. it can be difficult. Um, but it, it's not unique. The, mm. what God does through that is yeah. the unique part. Right. And that's you the, know? that's the redemptive, that's the redemptive side of things. You know, I remember I did, I did a whole series. I was a student pastor. God, looking back at this, it was, I could see how like bad of an idea it was, but <laughs> I did a whole series as a youth pastor that says you're not special. Oh yeah. And we did a six week, we did a six week thing called you're not special. And the whole thing was telling teenagers how not special they were, Yeah. which looking back on it, probably, yeah. you know, whatever, but when most of them probably need affirmation. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They were all suffering from an identity crisis <laughs> anyway. So, <laughs> so, but I did a whole six week series called you're not special. Not and just a four, not, not a, a four, six. six. A yeah. Six. I felt yeah. that was appropriate. Yeah. Um, and so I did the whole series called you're not special, but the whole thing that I was communicating to them is just what we're talking about. Like you, where you're at isn't special. Your sin isn't special. Um, what you're going through isn't special. Um, matter of fact, you're not even special. You only like the only reason that what you're going through is special is because God's going to use it to touch someone else. The only reason you're special is because God's going to use you to fulfill a purpose. Like, and so we, we pointed everything back to Jesus and we pointed yeah. everything back to what the Lord wanted to do in their life. But, um, you grew, you, that that six weeks you grew your youth group from what fifty to twenty right yeah yeah we yeah we <laughs> we, uh, we grew by subtraction yeah. during that season no uh but it you know it, it really was something for us to understand sure you know is that uh, and, and even going back to what you were saying and I think this is just important you know because what a way to live life when we're constantly like I shouldn't be praying for the, you know people come to us all the time and they're like I can't believe I was praying for God to pay my mortgage when Jabin's in a situation. And I'm like, no, pray for God to pray, pay your mortgage. Like, because he can do both. Right. He's omnipresent, <laughs> yeah. omniscient, yeah. and omnipotent. Like, like if, they, you... if they pay your mortgage, <laughs> that if God pays their mortgage, it doesn't oh. mean, well, Jabin's going to have another seizure today because your yeah, mortgage could, got yeah, paid. Yeah, like, yeah, you only got my attention uh, yeah, for yeah. 10 minutes. Like, no, like, yeah, God is every. Yeah, like, he totally yeah. do both. And that's what I was getting at. Like, it's, to, I, you know, I, I don't think that belittlement to ourselves is necessary either in situations like that. Like, no. no that's like, the enemy. That's the enemy. Yeah, there. say the prayer, man. Like, you want God to do something on your behalf, say the prayer. And if it's smaller quote unquote or less significant quote unquote 
um, than what me and my family was going through, then so be it. But pray the prayer, man, because well, God can do it. That that reminds me, like you always hear those old stories. Like I didn't grow up in church, you know, but you hear the stories of like the old woman in your church that like is like the prayer warrior, you know, but prays for everything. Like she's pulling into Walmart, like, Lord, give me a parking spot up to the front, you know? (laughs) And it's like, but she is all about that. Like she's not, she's not demeaning her prayers at all by wanting a parking spot up front. You know, she's like, Lord, give me this, give me the buggy that don't squeak, you know, and all these things. But like, there's something to that. Yeah. So I'm going to bring this full circle. Right. So there's a, there's a story of pastor Dan has a friend, uh, who is a pastor of a church as well. And he said, like, he, you know, he had just been fasting and spending a lot of time with the Lord. And so he said that, uh, he was getting ready for church one day and he just felt in the spirit. It was going to be a big day, man. Like things were going to happen. It was gonna be awesome. So he walks into his closet and he's looking at his tie rack and, uh, looking at his tie rack and he just says, Lord, what tie <laughs> do I wear today? Yeah. And he said it was one of the first times in his life that he's ever heard felt like he heard the or the lord audibly speak to him almost in a voice that was out loud and he said i don't care what tie you wear just pick one and go to church <laughs> so like all that to say right is that the lord has plans for us and i think sometimes we just have to get out of the way yeah. right and and but but going back to what we were talking about on sunday we think that our shame from what we've gone through disqualifies us you know what i mean we think that our pain we think that our pain and our shame disqualify us. And in reality, they are our biggest qualifier. Mm-hmm. Because ministry, your greatest ministry comes through your deepest pain. And so, man, what the Lord wants to use you for, you know, I was just talking to someone the other day about Jabin. And again, just using Jabin, because this is where I'm at. And um, one of my buddies, not saved, comes up to me. Um, I, I, we happen to be in the same place. And he comes up to me and says, you know, I don't know how you do it. And I said, I know exactly how I do it, you know? And I said, listen, man, God, like this pain that I'm going through, like the only the Lord can carry me through this. Cause I could not make it with, you know, and it just gave me the opportunity to tell him like, and he's, you know, he's angry at the Lord for this and that and the other. And it was it for the first time in our lives, what? what he was bringing, I mean, listen, I come from a, a home that's together. Both my parents are still married. Like I come from a, a, a good background in regards to the hand I was dealt. Now I threw that hand away for a while and went and dealt myself some, my own crappy cards for a little bit, but the hand I was dealt was a good one. And he d- did not come from a background like that. And so uh, we could not see eye to eye on f- for him what he says is an unfair way that God allowed him to go through things in his life. For the first time, my pain became a platform and I Mm -hmm. used my platform to communicate that God is still good, even in my pain. Right. Um, Which for the first time for him opened his eyes to the fact that my faithfulness to the Lord is not contingent upon my circumstances. Like, no, 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 things are, things are pretty crappy right now but God's still God and I still love him. And it just communicated something very powerful. And I think for all of us, God has a plan for you. He has a plan even for your pain. Um, and he wants to lead you through that. So that's just so huge. Yeah. You know? So let's get to our last point, man, um, which is God's purpose in me, right? Uh, God's purpose in me. And so, uh, you know, the lie that comes against our mind is that I'll never have a purpose. You mean like, God doesn't want to do anything special with my life. It's not unique. 
Uh, my life is a waste. There's nothing special on the inside of me. Um, and we know that that's certainly not the case. As a matter of fact, um, if we're going to set the record straight, faith says Ephesians 2.10, right? It says that, uh, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Some translations say long ago. Some translations say before we were formed. So God planned for us to do things before we were ever formed. God planned something for our mm-hmm. life. And then not only did he plan for us what's in our life, but then he actually put inside of us the necessary attributes to be able to fulfill that. Right. So mm-hmm. which leads us to 1 Corinthians 12, God's various gifts are handed out everywhere, but they are all originated in God's spirit. Verse 27 says all of you together are the one body of Christ and each of you is a separate and necessary part of it. Like God put already put inside of you what you need to fulfill your purpose. You know what I mean? He's already walking you through it. And your plan is a part of it. Sometimes your pain is a part of it. But the process is a part of God's purpose right. for your life, um, which is huge. I mean, it's huge for us to understand. So, J.O., take us through those four, man, the four areas that, that we're setting the record straight on through this. Yeah, first point, God's pursuit of me, mm-hmm. uh, God's promise to me, Yep. God's plan for me, Yep. and God's purpose in me. Very good. So, listen, guys, we want to just encourage you. You never fight the enemy. First of all, we don't fight the enemy for the sake of victory. Jesus already claimed victory on the cross. So we, we don't need to spend time wielding our scriptures against the enemy. I think what we need to do is use scriptures to be strengthened in our own mind, first of all. Second of all, because Jesus has already claimed victory, we need to establish our faith in scripture. You cannot overcome the thoughts. You know, when, when the, the Bible says that, uh, that we, we block off the fiery darts of the wicked. Those are thoughts, right? And so uh, the re- the way that we overcome those thoughts, the way that we block off those thoughts, the way we come against those thoughts um, is using the scripture. So faith overcomes our doubts. Faith overcomes the lies. And we use scripture to establish our faith. So today, whatever you're going through, uh, wherever you're at in life, man, there is a scripture that God has given you a promise. He's given you his plan. He's given you his purpose. He's going to carry you through what you're going on, Mm -hmm. but you need to find scripture to support your faith so that you're using scripture to encourage your spirit. You're using scripture to come against your thoughts that are trying to lie to you. You're using scripture to put a fight up against what the enemy may be trying to convince you of so that you will be victorious because God's already won. We have to use his words as a weapon. That's right. Awesome. So, uh, yeah. It was an awesome time. We've got part three coming up of the Real Talk series this Sunday. We appreciate you guys uh, tuning in and listening and subscribing. It would mean a lot to us if you would uh, share the share the podcast, leave a review, rate, review, all that stuff, subscribe. Uh, we're going to put these out every week as we break down in the follow-up podcast, the Sunday messages, and just dig a little deeper. So we appreciate you guys uh, spending the time with us today. Um, you can follow more about Transformation Church, transformationchurch.com, and on Facebook and Instagram at Transformation Pensacola. Yep. So check us out, guys. Again, I'm Brad Livingston. You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Brad Livingston underscore. Um, that's where you can see me. Justin, tell them where you're at. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Justin Oswald underscore. All right. So you guys have a look. Find us. Uh, check out the church at Transformation Pensacola on 
Instagram and Facebook. But listen, guys, we love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in again. Like J.O. said, uh, man, make sure you rate us. Share it, man. Share this podcast. Someone out there needs to hear it. You're one share away from changing someone's life. Hey, so uh, get out there and do that. That's good, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So get out there and one do that. One share away. And uh, we love you guys. We'll catch you all next week. See ya.